0: <laughs> yeah. <stupid>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's. Yeah.
1: Right, people, we're back in business. I'm Dave Rubin. I'm wearing my Florida best. It's May 23rd, 2022. I am back in the free state of Florida after being on the road, meeting and hugging you good people, performing, telling jokes, telling stories, high-fiving. It was great being back out on the road, promoting the book, and just, you know, seeing a little Americana. It really was absolutely wonderful. But I have to tell you, I seriously missed being in the studio. If I've learned anything over the last, say, month and a half since this book came out and I've been on tour, uh, every day that I'm not in here, I I miss it. And I suppose that is a sign of uh, doing what I'm supposed to be doing for a living. Uh, And many of you would say to me when I would do the meet and greet after the shows, people would be saying, Dave, uh, I'm happy to see you here, but I, I miss you on the show getting the real thing right now. You're, you're literally holding my hand. You're hugging me as you're saying this. Isn't this better than seeing me on YouTube? And they would usually agree. Um, but I really missed being here. And obviously, the world did not get any more sane uh, since I was gone, although there are some signs of sanity. And I think some good things are happening. And that was the feeling throughout the tour. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about today, that there are some moves that I've been talking about for about a month. You may remember about six weeks ago, I said we are entering the post-woke world and I think there are some markers there to prove it. Uh, Real quick, uh, I thought we'd just give you a quick little, maybe minute and a half recap of a little bit of the tour. This is uh, walking on stage in Phoenix, Arizona. Charlie Kirk brought me on. Just really great crowds everywhere. Every single show on this leg of the tour uh, sold out. There were standing room only. Sometimes people couldn't even get in. Uh, we got a couple images just because these theaters were awesome. This is, I believe, this was in, this was the last one. This is Denver uh, right there. It was just a great, great theater. This was Arizona. That's the video you just saw. There's a still from Arizona. And uh, this was San Jose, which I'll talk about San Jose in just a moment. This might have been the best show of the entire tour, Douglas Murray opened for me there. And I think we have one more. Uh, That is in Oxnard, if I'm not mistaken, where uh, Larry Elder joined me and it was just great. And uh, now you're on tour, you're having a great time. The book crush, like sold out shows, like it was really awesome. And uh, Michael came on tour with me and my buddy John uh, was my tour manager. So we just had a, we just had an absolute ball. We, we ate good food and I took naps. People kept saying to me, aren't you tired? Aren't you tired doing all these shows, bouncing around all the flights and everything? I'm like, I sleep on the plane. Like, you know, we, we eat, right? Like I'm trying to exercise. I'm feeling pretty good. I think I might've lost a little weight. Like it's all good. Uh, but we did have to go to California. And I have to tell you that when you tour across the state, across the country, uh, especially now, especially in this post-COVID world, that we're in. You really really can see the difference between the states. So like when I was in Dallas a couple of weeks ago, Dallas, it's a, it's a red city in a red state and it's pretty clean and decent and the crowd was great, but the crowd's not hysterical because they don't need me in that crazy way, right? Because they're not refugees there. They're the majority there because it's pretty much going okay in Texas, much like when I did the shows here in Florida, the crowds were freaking amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, but there isn't like this feeling in the crowd of, oh my God, I'm sitting with other sane people. I don't know other sane people. But when we did the shows in Cali, uh, there was definitely this feeling of these were refugees. These were the few remaining sane people in whatever city it might be and We were in Brea which Orange County is a little bit saner, and it was an awesome show there. And I met a ton of community members, by the way. Uh, then we were in Oxnard and we were in San Jose. But anyway, we're in, we're in Hollywood. And uh, you know, now that I live here in Florida, what I see mostly on the streets, I see iguanas. I'm gonna see the gator every now and again. I see a lot of peacocks, snakes, uh, lizards all over the place. It's very different as to what you see in Hollywood. And I took some videotape. Hollywood. Hollywood. da 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 Hollywood. that's just a small compilation of videos i mean hollywood los angeles is an absolute dump and you know what you guys deserve it i tried larry elder tried uh, this is what you people want it's disgusting we went to santa monica we had one off day uh, so we went to santa monica which we thought it's on the beach I remember Santa Monica, the famous Santa Monica Pier. That's where Forrest Gump ran to at the end with all the people. We thought we'd go there. And Michael, give me a word. How how would you describe Santa Monica, Michael? Trashy. Trashy. It was disgusting. The whole place smells like pee. We had an ongoing debate whether it smelled more like pee or more like a urinal cake. Uh, you know, the urinal cake that's supposed to clean up the smell of pee when you pee, like at an airport, they've got the urinal cake. It was a combination of just pure, disgusting, homeless urine and the urinal cake. Everywhere stinks. There's garbage everywhere. It's filthy. Everything is disgust. It's just horrible. And it should be one of the most beautiful places. When I got to LA, uh, you know, eight years ago, Santa Monica was one of the most gorgeous places. That's where you wanted to live, Santa Monica. Oh, by the way, I will be throwing some cash in the, uh, the Cali jar since I'm doing this. Uh, but I also wanted to show you something else, just to show you how, what is going on, the fundamental difference between blue states and red states, these high-tax, high-regulated states. Well, what happens? I go out with John, my buddy, for lunch, and, uh, you know, it's early, but we were having some margaritas. You know, we've been working hard. You gotta work hard and play hard. And uh, I tweeted this out because uh, there was a 3% kitchen fee on the bill. And first off, yes, $49 for a margarita pitcher is absolutely insane. So let's just put the prices aside for the moment. But then a kitchen fee of 3%, because where else were they gonna make the food? Were they gonna do it in the bathroom, as I tweeted out? Uh, does French Laundry have this kitchen fee, Gavin Newsom? It's just insane. But these people need to keep charging more and more because there's such a depressed economy there uh, that the, they need to stay in business somehow. They need people to show up to work. Nobody wants to work. I mean, it's just like an endless cascade of problems. So in many ways, it was very confirming of my life decisions over the last six months, getting out of that dump and moving to this wonderful, wonderful place. And yes, it's, it's uh, May now in Florida. It's warm, it's warm. Did you guys, it was warm this morning coming into work, right? But it's okay, we're free. We're free people. Look at the price of gas in LA. I snapped this picture as we were driving towards Santa Monica. 669, 689, 709, 723. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. And it's never gonna stop. They just want more. That being said, I just want to say to all of you who I met in Brea, to all of you who I met in Oxnard, to those of you I met in San Jose, and San Jose was also disgusting. The show was amazing, amazing. Probably the best show I've ever put on, but the city, I mean, just absolute trash and homeless people. I mean, the amount of people just running around screaming, like crazy homeless people screaming random stuff like bloody and drugs everywhere. It's like a Democrat party convention. It's just terrible. But speaking of not terrible, there's a segue for you. Reminder, guys, there's a couple seats left. I'm going to be in Orlando, the home of the once great Walt Disney Company uh, with this guy, Ron DeSantis, who is keeping Florida Florida June 2nd at the Plaza Live. Uh, you can go to DaveRubin.com slash events to get your tickets. And by the way, Ruben Report community members over there on Locals, I'm hosting a breakfast for people. It's on me. Breakfast is on me for all paying members. Uh, and uh, you can have your eggs. You can have your oatmeal. Uh, you can have uh, yogurt with coffee, juice, the whole thing. I'm paying for all of it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. All right, we got a big show for you. Uh, Before I get to that, I want to talk to you guys real quick about Relief Band. You know, is Joe Biden and the Democrats' disastrous policy making you nauseous? Did you know that one out of three Americans regularly suffer from nausea? I hate to say it, but I'm getting older. It's true. And whether it's taking a road trip, riding a roller coaster, or even side effects from medications or just wandering around Santa Monica, nausea is becoming a regular part of life. If nausea is getting in the way of enjoying life's important moments, I've got good news. You've got to check out Relief Band. Relief Band's the number one FDA cleared anti nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. How it works is Relief Band stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signals that your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. It's like the name says. It's legitimately a band that you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea and anxiety, and you can change the intensity depending on how you're feeling to make it stronger or weaker. It's that simple. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients, but now through Relief Band, it's available to the masses. Plus, it's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all-natural, long-lasting relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. And they've just released their newest model, ReliefBand Band Sport. The sport is waterproof, has extended battery life, and can even attach to your Apple or Android Android watch. Don't let the fear of nausea prevent you from being present for life's important moments. Right now, you can join over 100,000 Relief Band users with an exclusive offer. If you go to ReliefBand.com and use promo code Ruben, you'll receive 20% off, plus free shipping and a no-questions-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember, it's better to have a relief band and not need it than to need it and not have it. So head on over to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-N-D.com and use my promo code uh, Ruben for 20% off plus free shipping, shipping, shipping. And now back to me. All right, so as was the theme with the tour and I could feel it in the crowd, it's starting to turn. The post-woke world is here. People are starting to feel juiced up. There's a feeling like we can win. It doesn't mean they're gonna stop because they ain't gonna stop the woke. It's a cult, it's a zombie brain-eating disease. They are gonna keep moving, but there are signs that we can start winning. Lots of signs that we can start winning. And one of them uh, has been what's going on for the last you know five or six weeks, which is that Elon Musk is starting to get in the game, right? It's not just that the guy's you know creating electric cars with Tesla and sending rockets with SpaceX and doing Neuralink and building tunnels under California and all of that stuff. He also decided to buy Twitter, which now is a little up in the air because it turns out that, uh, well, now it seems like 20% of Twitter's accounts may be fake, if not more. Uh, But then, over the last couple days, and I'm sure some of you saw this already, but we're recapping some of the stuff that I missed, uh, Elon Musk was a guest uh, digitally at the All In podcast. The All In podcast uh, convention was here in Miami a couple days ago. Uh, One of the hosts is David Sachs, my friend, and was one of our investors and locals. Uh, And Elon Skyped in to talk about how he's going to vote for Republicans. Whoa.
0: The reality is uh, that, that Twitter at this point, you know, has uh, a very far left bias, um, and I, I would class myself as as a moderate, and you know, ne- neither Republican nor nor Democrat. Um, and in fact, uh, I have voted voted overwhelmingly for Democrats uh, historically, overwhelmingly. Like I've, I'm not sure, I, I might never have voted for a Republican. Just to be clear, right? Um, now, now this election, I would. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, David, on. you okay? <laughs> he's, he's he, Keep going, keep going. He's fine, he's fine. We're going to resuscitate him. We're going to resuscitate David yeah. Sachs. I mean, let me ask you a personal question. Uh, the point I'm
0: trying to make yeah. is that this is not some sort of attempt to, uh, you know, it's not some right-wing takeover, uh, as, as say people on the left may fear, uh, yeah. but rather a moderate-wing takeover.
1: Okay, I got to say, I'm feeling somewhat validated at the moment. What I have been screaming about for about seven years is that there has been something very, very wrong with the Democrat party. There has been something wrong with liberalism, Progressivism saw that soft underbelly of tolerance and brought in communism and Marxism and collectivism and destroyed whatever moderate version of liberalism existed. The liberals of the 60s, of the 70s, the ACLU, John F. Kennedy Jr., et cetera, et cetera they simply do not exist. And yes, there are five of them. There is Bill Maher, who just two years after getting everything wrong suddenly sounds sane, always. Uh, there's a couple others, okay? It doesn't mean that your aunt isn't an old school liberal, but in terms of the machinery of it, this is what I've been saying forever. And in essence, this is now what Elon Musk has come to. So this is a, it's not just, I don't mean to make this about me, actually. In many ways, I, I would much prefer to make this about you because I know, especially having been on the road for the last couple of weeks, meeting so many of you, how many of you come up to me during the meet and greets and would say, Dave, I was a lefty too, Dave, I was a liberal too. And it doesn't mean as, as he said, you're somehow an ideologue now, right? Like this is a guy who considers himself a moderate, the moderate positions of free speech, of open inquiry, of of competition, all of those things, of of not hating America. These are now Republican positions. So here's a guy who does not even know if he has ever voted for a Republican, saying that you have to vote for Republicans. And it reminded me of a line that some guy has been saying for a while, who's that guy? Oh, that guy's me. That you don't have to be a Republican, but you cannot be a Democrat. If you want America to continue, if you want any of the goodness, of freedom to continue. Any of the things that our forefathers, that our grandparents, our founding fathers fought for, you cannot be a Democrat. They are here now to destroy the country and Elon gets it. And I can tell you that as the why I left the left guy, and as someone that has written a couple books about this and does this show, like, man, it's, it's nice being a little early to the party, I suppose. And if Elon is now about to mainstream the thing that I have been screaming about for a long, long time. That is pretty freaking great. He continued on Twitter about this. He wrote, in the past, I voted Democrat because they were mostly the kindness party, but they have become the party of division and hate. So I can no longer support them and will vote Republican. Now watch their dirty tricks campaign against me unfold. So there's a couple interesting things there because The idea that they were mostly the good guys, the Democrats, all of these years, the more I talk to conservatives, the more I talk to, you know, these scary people like Dennis Prager, who joined me in Brea or Larry Elder, who joined me in Oxnard or uh, Glenn Beck and all of the rest of these guys. Um, They've been fighting for these things for a long time. And it was just I don't know that it's that the Democrats were ever really the nice guys. I think they were many, many, many of them were, were misguided, right? They were, they were misguided. They thought big government policies worked. Maybe there was a time when a functional government could do some good things. I think that time is long gone, uh, but you guys all know where the road to hell, uh, what it's led with, which is good intentions, right? Um, so there's something really nice happening here. He's getting it. And then of course, he's also kind of teasing out, hey, now watch what they're gonna do to me. And I thought that was interesting because you guys know this, those of us that have been fighting this woke insanity for years, right? Whether it's me or Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro, it doesn't even matter whether you're old school liberal or conservative or whatever. Look at the way the mainstream media has treated us, right? I mean, my picture was on the front of the Sunday New York Times saying I, me and Jordan Peterson and Milton Friedman and Ben Shapiro were the leaders of the alt-right. So he knows what the machine is going to do to him and he's saying, I'm still going to do it. And again, that's why this thing is so cool. He does not have to do this. He has more money than anybody. He could leave Earth forever. But why did I leave the left? Why is Elon leaving the left? Because something ain't right. And he continued on Twitter because he's warning people that the machine does some bad stuff when you don't behave. He said, the attacks against me should be viewed through a political lens. This is their standard despicable playbook but nothing will deter me from fighting for a good future and your right to free speech. So again, this is beautiful. Now, as I said earlier, this situation with Twitter is very up in the air right now because originally they thought when he decided to buy Twitter, they thought that around 5% of Twitter's accounts were fake, meaning that they were bots or they're burner accounts by people, they're just not real accounts. Now it's looking like it might be 20% and there's rumors that it might even be more than that. So they have to decide, he has to decide, do you want this deal to go through? He was paying this crazy premium, right? 40 something billion dollars for this company that doesn't make a lot of rev, that isn't doing that well, but he was doing it for the fight for free speech. Now he's finding out that a huge amount of this company's traction, the retweets, the clicks, the likes, all this stuff, that it's absolutely fake. But what he's saying here, here is, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for free speech. I'm going to fight the establishment. I'm going to fight this left-wing nonsense. And if you are still not convinced that this guy wants to fight, well, then he did this, which probably will get him killed. Uh, he tweeted about Hillary Clinton, and you can't do that. Uh, He was responding to Jim Jordan and he wrote, all true, bet most people still don't know that a Clinton campaign lawyer using campaign funds created an elaborate hoax about Trump and Russia makes you wonder what else is fake. Do you guys realize this? It is now bubbling up into the mainstream, the thing that most of us have known for years. Hillary basically faked the dossier. Robbie Mook, who worked for her, just testified in the last couple days that Hillary basically knew that the thing was fake and they just passed it off to the media. And then Hillary even tweeted out from about five years ago when she was running for president, she even tweeted out a press release talking about Russia collusion and she pretty much knew it was all made up and the media just, ran with it. So when you add all these things up, that the media runs with lies, that then the clicks and the likes and the retweets, that they're all fake, all of this stuff, it kind of adds up to why everything has felt so crazy, because there's been a certain set of us that have been fighting for something true, that have been trying not to be completely manipulated and have our whole world view shaped by what Trump says or doesn't say. And it's been hard to stay sane throughout that, throw in COVID and you know, Ukraine war and blah, 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 all the stuff. Um, and that leads me to where most of you guys, when you were saying hi to me at these shows, they would give me the one second hug. Sometimes the husband would forego his hu- hug or the wife forego her hug so that the spouse could give me a two second hug. I would not allow for the three second hug. But what people would always say to me is, Dave, thank you for keeping me sane over these last couple of years. And I think sanity's starting to scale it's starting to go go viral. Like he's given us room to be sane and there's something very cool here. And it's happening not only through him now exposing Hillary Clinton. And as I said, it usually doesn't go well for people that expose Hillary, but I'm gonna go on the train too. Uh, But there's a bunch of companies now, Hulu, Netflix, and more that are, are turning against the woke. We'll talk about that in just a second. I wanna talk to you guys about Upside real quick, you know, from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant. Inflation is hitting us where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. It helps me out all the time. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times three times more cash back with Upside. You can cash out any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card. For Amazon and other brands. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have 4.8 star ratings on the App Store. To get started, download the free Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. Use my promo code Rubin and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase at 10 bucks or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business. Pay as usual with a credit card or debit card and get paid. Download the free Upside app and use promo code Ruben to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's five or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code Ruben. And now back to me. Okay, so now let's continue. Elon Musk starts not only defending free speech, saying, hey, you got to start voting for Republicans. This is kind of giving room. This is giving room for other people, perhaps other influential people in the tech world to say it's okay to vote Republican. By the way, when he said that, the reason that they flashed, uh, that was the, the hosts of the All In podcast, all four of the guys that host the show there, when when they flashed, and you can see one of the guys touching uh, David Sachs's face, it's because David Sachs has been out there voting for Republicans. He's been the one that's been ahead taking the unpopular position because it's been the right thing to do for quite some time. They were sort of being like, oh, Elon hasn't been going the way you are, but now he's coming around. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, But it's not just that Elon is fighting for free speech. He's now going after Hillary and exposing all of this crazy Russia collusion. Remember, for four years, we were told that Russia installed Donald Trump. We had a sham impeachment about it. And now it's turning out they made up the whole thing. I shouldn't say now it's turning out. We've known it for quite some time, but now it's going mainstream thanks to Elon Musk. We've got some info here from The Daily Wire. Tesla CEO Elon Musk ripped former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton on Friday after testimony in the criminal trial of her former campaign attorney revealed that she approved pushing unfounded claims of Trump-Russia collusion to reporters. On Friday, he responded to an account flagging a 2016 Clinton tweet on false Trump-Russia collusion claims as disinformation. You are absolutely correct. That tweet is a Clinton campaign hoax for which their campaign lawyer is undergoing a criminal trial, Musk said, referring to the trial of cybersecurity attorney Michael Sussman that began in Washington, D.C. on Monday. In a follow-up tweet, Musk challenged Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal and Twitter general counsel Vijay Gade over the false 2016-16 claim. What say you must ask? The Tesla CEO has been an outspoken critic of Twitter's censorship policies throughout negotiations. So this is seriously interesting stuff. We know that Twitter as a company, not only did they boot Trump after January 6th, but they were censoring things related to the Biden laptop. Uh, When other people were saying that Hillary Clinton was uh, spreading this misinformation and making up the Russia stuff and the dossier, all of the stuff that you guys all kind of know, right? That they don't cover on mainstream. uh, We know that they were shadow banning tweets. They were not letting you share certain links and everything. Now it's all coming out and this is all good. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. And what's happening is now that it's all coming out, now that we're realizing The numbers were fake and the media lies about everything. Well, now even the corporations are starting to turn around. As you know, Disney has lost $41 billion in the last six weeks because they fought with Ron DeSantis. So he said, woke, not going to take it anymore. They lost $41 billion. Well, now Hulu. Uh, is turning against Hillary as well. It's happening. It's happening right in front of our faces. We got some more info from the Daily Wire. Hillary Clinton took another loss as Hulu has passed on a show about her that had been in development at the network for nearly two years. Rodham is based on the novel of the same name, which tells the story of an alternate universe in which Hillary does not marry Bill Clinton, but instead serves as a Northwestern University professor before running for president in 2016. First off, that sounds like literally the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. The fact that that was in development for two years, all of those people should be fired and shamed forever. A fictitious Hillary Clinton, she didn't marry Bill and blah, blah, blah. Okay, just terrible, but something good's happening here, right? We're watching Disney collapse, and now suddenly Hulu, which every time you open up Hulu, it tells you Black History Month and the LGBT shows and all of this stuff. Now they're going, oh, wait a minute. Maybe this Hillary stuff ain't working. Maybe some of this woke stuff ain't working. And there's more. It's not just Hulu. Netflix even has joined the parade against the woke. We've got more info from the Daily Wire. A new corporate culture memo from Netflix is taking a hardline stance on attempts to silence artistic expression by warning those who are offended by the streaming service's content that they may want to go find a job somewhere else. Variety reports that the change in Netflix's company culture appears to be in large part due to the backlash the streaming service faced from woke employees last year over its Dave Chappelle special, which the employees claimed was transphobic. The updated Netflix culture memo includes a new section called Artistic Expression that states it will not censor specific artists or voices, even if employees consider the content harmful. If you'd find it hard to support our content breadth, Netflix may not be the best place for you, the memo states, later adding that employees may be required to work on projects that they perceive to be harmful, and that if they have a hard time accepting their work assignment, they might want to consider working somewhere else. Well, hot diggity dog, you're going to make people do the job you hired them for. That is completely bananas, huh? I mean, really, it's happening. Do you see it's happening? These companies which have capitulated to a bunch of purple-haired freaks are finally saying enough is enough. Netflix stock has taken, taken a crazy, crazy dive. Uh, 72% down over the last six months. So do you think that maybe over there, they're going, boy, guys, You know, we've been doing all this woke programming and sure, it all sucks and we've ruined comedy and there's nothing funny and people just literally spend most of their time on Netflix trying to find things to watch and they can't find anything and we've got a bunch of these children working for us that are boycotting us while they're supposed to be at work and blah, blah, blah. They've all become cult members. Um, Pretty good pretty good. They're finally pushing against it. Now, I don't have any great faith in Netflix because it is still run by this guy, Reed Hastings, and Reed Hastings put millions and millions of dollars into the campaign to keep Gavin Newsom as governor of California and, and to he really horrible, you may have seen them last summer, these ads against Larry Elder, basically calling Larry Elder a white supremacist. So that was what the Netflix CEO was doing. Uh, but they're also now Axing woke programs on Netflix, which is good. Now, I'd like to see if they can make some actual good programs. That would be nice. So I have something to watch besides Seinfeld. But they're getting rid of the woke nonsense. A little more from DW. Netflix has pulled the plug on Dr. Ibram X. Kendi's show, Anti-Racist Baby, along with several other proposed offerings that would present a nod or a total body immersion experience to woke culture. According to a report from Variety, Kendi's Anti-Racist Baby, which was aimed at preschoolers, was one of the animated shows to get the axe. The others were the Ava DuVernay-produced Wings of Fire series and a film titled With Kind Regards from Kindergarten. So do you see what's happening here? The corporations, because the people, this is because of you. This isn't just Elon Musk. This isn't just because a few of us that are public people are standing up. It's because people are starting to vote with their dollars. Disney Plus is being canceled at record levels. Netflix stock diving at record levels because people are canceling at record levels. It's all happening right in front of us. This thing that we all knew was wrong, that was gross, that was infecting everything, this woke virus, this woke disease, It's being defeated as we speak. Now, give it its credit, give the devil its due. It morphs, it changes. Always the badness, the the ideas of collectivism and, and all of these things, they don't just go away, but good things are starting to happen. And now it's even leaking into some of the guys who have been the bad guys for a bunch of time. Jeff Bezos, now you know Jeff Bezos. Now I like people who create things and I give the guy a lot of credit, okay? The guy created Amazon. Uh, he's, he's done some amazing, amazing things. Uh, but now he is, but he also created or bought the Washington post, which is complete Democrat corporatist propaganda, but he's even coming around. But before I get to him, I want to talk to you guys about healthy cell real quick. Have you ever wondered if those vitamins you're taking every day are actually working for you more than 240 million, more than 240 million Americans take supplements daily in pill form, but they usually Don't get the promised results because they don't absorb the nutrients properly. What if I told you there's a new type of dietary supplement, one that'll absorb into your body far better? I want to tell you to check out Healthy Cell. It's a new ingestible gel that not only tastes great, but has 165% more absorption than pills. Look, I've got a box of it here. They come just like this. It's gel. I had some this morning. Uh, it uses a new technology called microgel to deliver maximum absorption. absorption. Those old school-fashioned tablets, capsules, and powders contain synthetic other ingredients. Ever wonder what those things are? It's things like binding glues, fillers, and coatings that can irritate the lining of your stomach. Healthy cells, microgel, on the other hand, suspends soluble, ultra-absorbable nutrient particles inside a natural gel made of gut-healthy ingredients like soluble fiber, citrus pectin, acacia gum, and water. It doesn't contain artificial sweeteners, flavorings, or colorings. Heck, it's even non-GMO, gluten-free, and vegetarian. Visit HealthyCell.com. That's healthy l.com And use promo code Rubin for 20% off your first order. And now back to me. Okay, so... We're laying out a case. That's what we do here on the Rubin Report program. And as you can see, some good things are happening. Elon's fighting. Netflix is coming around. Hulu is coming around. The culture, the culture war is starting to move in our favor. And politics is downstream from culture. So there's big things on the horizon. So Jeff Bezos. Now, Jeff Bezos, I get it. Some people like him. Some people don't. We all use Amazon. I try to use it less. I try to shop locally when I can, but we get it. There's the convenience of the app and stuff shows up to your door next day or even same day sometimes. Uh, So he created this incredible marketplace of Amazon, right? He created this thing where you could do crafts at home and put it on the Amazon marketplace and they take a big cut of it. And sometimes then they create the same product and put you out of business, but they give you a chance, Amazon, okay? It is ubiquitous in society, okay? Amazon AWS, that basically runs the entire internet, although Rumble, we're coming for you. Um, But he also is a guy who has bought the Washington Post, and the Washington Post is a Democrat paper. It is leftist propaganda and all that. So I'm not telling you that the guy is Jesus. I'm just telling you that he's a powerful, influential guy, and when they start coming around, that means some good things are happening. So here is a tweet from Joe Biden, he is the elderly man pretending to be president. And this is what Joe Biden said. He said, you wanna bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Now, uh, before I show you Jeff Bezos' response to this, um, I would just like to add my opinion on this, which is, of course, as you know, that's a completely nonsensical thing. His argument is if we only just took more money from corporations, that we wouldn't have inflation, that our debt wouldn't be so high, all of this nonsense. It's completely insane. This is the same guy who's just printing money. By the way, while I was gone, uh, Congress authorized uh, 40 billion for Ukraine. Uh, I'm sure we'd have no better use for that, right? Um, So they just print money endlessly, and then they blame the productive people. They blame the the tech people. They blame the corporate people, people who are making things uh, for all of our problems. So Jeff Bezos saw this tweet and he responded with this. He said the newly created disinformation board should review this tweet or maybe they need to form a new non sequitur board instead. Raising corporate taxes is fine to discuss. Taming inflation is critical to discuss. Mushing them together is just misdirection. Now, I don't know that raising corporate taxes is gonna do anything. The idea that if we just took money from corporations, and I'm not saying all corporations are good, I'm not saying greed doesn't exist, but the idea that you just took more money, if the government just took more money from corporations or people so it had more money, that it would do more good. I just think there's no evidence for that. But Bezos was trying to be nice there, right? He's trying to be magnanimous. He's trying to say, okay, we can maybe discuss that. But he's saying, his point is this has nothing to do with inflation. Inflation has everything to do with printing money relentlessly. Inflation has everything to do with all of the big government programs that you morons are constantly pushing. And I also like the fact that he poked at their disinformation board, right? The disinformation board, which has been suspended now, uh, which is a beautiful thing. So this is more winning, right? So the corporations are turning against this thing. The disinformation board, went away. The masks got taken off because of one 35-year-old judge in Tampa about six weeks ago. Uh, The Dems are losing. They They are losing right in front of our faces. They're losing the cultural institutions. And when you lose the cultural institutions, you start losing the political war. And that brings us to the next part of this. Their losses are mounting up. And even MSNBC, NBC, Washington Post, New York Times. They can't ignore it because you can all see it right in front of your eyes. Here's NBC on what's going on with the economy.
0: This morning, America seems trapped in a vortex of bad economic news. Sky-high food prices, pump prices at record levels, soaring rents up 16% in one year, COVID lockdowns in China, the world's manufacturing center, choking the global supply chain, U.S. corporate profits sinking, Russian oil under partial embargo, Ukrainian wheat exports at a standstill, and all of it feeding 40-year high inflation that Americans are paying for every day. On the front lines, shipments and truck drivers with diesel fuel prices up 75% in one year. In Indiana, Shelly Conaway is a full-time truck driver who also runs a charity to rush supplies to those in need. We were looking at possibly buying trailers and a truck another truck, but we won't be able to afford to put tires on it or put fuel in the tank. All of it's sending the stock market lower. The S&P down 18% so far this year. The NASDAQ down a stunning
1: 27%. Okay. Now, first off, I want to say I'm an American. I love America. I want America to do well. So I wish that Joe Biden, the elderly man pretending to be president or the people who are in charge of Joe Biden, I wish they were doing a better job. But it seems to me that either they are the most inept people on earth or they're intentionally trying to destroy the country. That is uh, perhaps for a different show, or uh, another time we can debate that even further. I'm starting to think that's the case. I don't think people could be this inept. I don't think they could screw up everything so profoundly. Uh, What that woman said there about the truck, that she wanted to buy a new truck. Now we know that you can barely get trucks. Try to buy a car right now. It's extremely hard. Actually, used cars now are becoming more expensive than new cars, which is sort of fascinating because at least you can get a, a used car. So they're jacking up the prices on used cars because people want the immediate car, right? So that's one thing, you can't get new cars, then they jack up prices on old cars. We all know about the gas, the fuel prices that she's talking about. And I can tell you this, actually, uh, in my house right now, we have about 15 workers here because we are redoing a whole bunch of stuff right now. We got babies coming, and we're trying to baby proof the house and get nurseries in order and a whole bunch of stuff. And we got painting and we're just doing all sorts of stuff, getting windows in, blah, blah, blah. I can tell you that everything is insanely expensive. And it's not just that it's insanely expensive, nothing shows up on time. Uh, nothing is available. Like it really is crazy what's going on, but you don't even need me to tell you that because you, you know about it in your own life. Uh, and that then brings us to, to really something that there's no way I can even think of a way to make this funny or humorous. Uh, but now we have a baby formula shortage in the United States of America. We are the world's last remaining superpower. And maybe we ain't that great at it right now. I suppose that if we get rid of Biden and the Democrats, we can get back to it. Um, But we have a baby uh, formula shortage in our country. This is not a third world country. Uh, This is the United States of America and it is happening right now. We've got more from the Daily Wire. Parents face terrifying baby formula shortage amid Biden's supply chain crisis. Parents are frustrated and stressed while trying to find infant formula for their children as the shelves remain bare at popular retailers, including Walmart, Target, and grocery store chains, according to shoppers. Many of these retailers have instead uh, have instated limits on formula purchases so even when their brand becomes available, moms can't stock up. Most brands are sold out online or are being offered by third-party sellers for exorbitant prices. Shoppers have become used to shortages on popular items in grocery stores over the last two years as supply chain issues persist. A lack of baby formula, however, creates a deeper sense of urgency as parents become increasingly frantic that they can't feed their children. I mean, really think about this. I can tell you, you guys know we're having kids. Um, So we have two babies coming. I cannot imagine, literally cannot imagine what it would be like if you could not feed your infant. And that is happening in the United States of America right now. Are we having hearings about it? Not that I know of. Uh, the government, Joe Biden, is now importing um, importing formula from some countries in Europe. And I think from Mexico, I've seen all of these pictures in Mexican uh, grocery stores. They're completely stocked up. So Biden's putting out these pictures like, oh, look at these, all this formula we're bringing in from Europe. And it's like, is that a brag, man? Is that a brag that we can't get it right here? right? Like they have screwed up everything. And as if you think they haven't infected your kids with critical race theory, and if you think they haven't infected your kids with all of this gender nonsense, now they are literally starving babies. That is the Biden administration. That is the ineptitude of the Democrats right now. And everyone can see it. And that's why the first half of this show was about people having enough, enough, enough is enough. And it's coming out in the polling as well. Uh, CBS did a little piece on minority polling and uh, minorities don't like Joe Biden.
0: You heard our CBS poll, Democrats view the party as weak, a large number of them. There's also such sharp criticism of the president reacting too slowly. What's the signal here for Democrats? Well, the biggest one, and you talked about it with Anthony and with Congressman Jeffries there, the fact that young voters. Black voters, Latino voters now also are in agreement that the president isn't necessarily doing enough to take on the economic challenges and inflation. That's the secret sauce. If you can't convince young people, black people, Latino voters in this state, like Georgia, and others across the country, you're gonna see Democrats lose big statewide elections.
1: Okay, young people turning against the Democrats. That's beautiful, and that's because of the culture stuff. Young people generally are stupid. We were all young at one time. And young people just believe, oh, things are good and they're always going to be good. And if you say you're going to help poor people and if you just give money to things, it'll kind of work. But the fact that young people are waking up, young people are going, something ain't right here, is an incredible sign. Absolutely incredible sign. The fact that whatever sliver of the woke people is starting to not have the power over everyone else is a beautiful thing. Then you talk about black people. Black people are fleeing the Democrats. Now, Now uh, Donald Trump got something like eight, was it, what was the percentage that Donald Trump got? I think he got 8% of the black vote, if I'm not mistaken, in the last election, which was significantly higher than before. And I think had it not been because of the riots and the BLM stuff that the Democrats did themselves, I mean, they orchestrated it themselves. Had they not done that, I think he would've got much higher. But if more and more black people are waking up and going, boy, you know, these big government programs don't do anything. They actually keep us in perpetual, um, in perpetual state of being unable to take care of ourselves. They lock people into this government dependency and all of this stuff. It's like, that's good. And if Latino people are going, wait a minute, you know, we came in here legally. Uh, we've been working hard. We, we often take some of the jobs that nobody else wants. Um, and we work really hard for for our life to make a better life for himself, ourselves and our family. And we've, you know, come here from all of these different countries in South America and wherever else. Uh, and we're not that thrilled that they're just letting other people in because that gives us a bad name. Well, guess what, young people? Guess what, black people? Guess what, Latino people? There is nothing left for you in the Democrat Party. There is nothing left for anyone in the Democrat Party unless you are a rich elitist who loves the machine. If you love sucking off elitists, you should be a Democrat. But if you don't, uh, you should probably at least vote for Republicans. Uh, And with that in mind, Fox News has some new polling out about what's going on with Biden and Hispanics. It's super interesting. President Biden's approval rating among Hispanic Americans has plummeted to 26% according to a Wednesday poll from Quinnipiac University. Biden is less popular among Hispanics than any other demographic, including age and gender, the poll found. The same Quinnipiac poll conducted last year put Hispanic support at Biden at 55%. Biden has been consistently hitting new lows, new lows in the poll for nearly a year. Young Americans and white men also have low approvals for Biden at 27 and 29% respectively. The president's highest approval ratings are among Americans older than 65 and black Americans at 45 and 63% respectively. Black Americans are the only demographic in which Biden has a positive approval rating according to the poll. So first off, let me talk about that part. The 63% black approval rating for Joe Biden to me is just because they have confused people because of the lunatics at MSNBC and the crazy Joy Reads and the endless screaming that somehow Republicans are racist. If the Democrat policies of big government and handouts and welfare and all of these things worked, then why are people still in welfare? Why do we have this generational stuff, right? Read a Thomas Sowell book, you'll get it. Um, But they are losing and they are losing terribly and they're fueling it themselves because they always double down. When is the last time you saw a liberal or a Democrat say, boy, maybe we're doing some of this wrong. Maybe we should rethink some of this stuff. Maybe not all of our opponents are crazy racists. Maybe some of our big government policies, maybe punishing people for success by taking more of their money just so we can put it into government programs that don't really do anything. Maybe some of this doesn't work and we should look in the mirror for a second and come up with better policies. Well, they never do that. They always double down. And this video I'm about to show you, this is from the televised mental institution of MSNBC. Uh, this is a guy by the name of Donny Douche. And uh, Donnie Douche, great name, like this is the most on point name ever. Donnie Douche over here, Uh, he's a branding expert. And he is accepting on MSNBC that the Democrats are getting slaughtered. So what does he say they have to do? Oh, it's just extraordinary, enjoy. We, We don't have the economy on our side as Democrats. So you have to scare the bejesus
0: out of people. The way to scare it is say, you know, this replacement theory, this is not just coming from some dark corner of the web. This is the Republican platform.
1: Do you see what Donny Douche just said on the televised mental institution of MSNBC? He said, and this, the clip goes on and on. I didn't want to belabor with you because it's early in the day, and you, you're trying to live a good life, so I can't have you watching too many of those clips. And I'm about to show you something from The View, so I'm just trying to be respectful for you. Um, he's basically saying, "Oh, this replacement theory. We should run with this. This idea that you know that Republicans are all." They're afraid that white people are gonna be replaced blah, blah, blah. He's saying, we can't win on the economy. We can't win on any of the real things. So we just have to label them racists. He's not saying that they're racist. This is a branding expert who was brought on to explain what the Democrats should do. It's very rare that they actually tell you how calculatingly evil they are. But that's what Donnie Douche said right there. Donnie Douche, he should have been in The Sopranos. Um, and now a video, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. It's been a while, guys. Haven't seen it in a while. Uh, this is Sonny Hostin. Sonny Hostin is a crazy racist woman who is just the worst of the worst. If you, if you wanna find someone, if you're not sure what you think about the world, right? If you just don't know what you think about the world, and you don't have time to watch Dave Rubin. You don't have time to you know, really think things through. You should just watch clips of Sonny Hostin. And if Sonny Hostin says something, if you believe the reverse, you'll be in good shape. I really believe that's a way to live. It's, it's a way to live. Here's Sonny Hostin trying to explain to us that it's the Democrats who are the moderates.
0: They are playing to the base. I mean, if you look at all the studies, the Republican Party has moved further to the right than Democrats have to the left. There's a Pew Research Center analysis that finds that on average, Democrats and Republicans are farther apart ideologically today than at any time in the past 50 years. And that ideological divide breaks down to the Republican Party being an extremist party. And the Democratic Party actually, as you just mentioned, Sarah, moving more to the center. But isn't the problem that is the the primaries- because you can't get through these primaries unless you are
1: extreme. Okay, she's she's just an idiot. The, the Pew research that she uh, quoted there has nothing to do with what she said. Her argument was that the Republicans have become more extreme. And then she's saying that the parties, that what the Pew research poll was about was that the parties have moved far apart but it's not because the Republicans went crazy. The Republicans, you can argue, have moderated in a million different ways. Hey, say gay marriage for one, that was a big one for a long time, right? Are there Republicans really screaming about gay marriage anymore? Remember, it was only six, seven, eight years ago that the Republicans ran several candidates who were vehemently against gay marriage, right? Remember Mike Huckabee? Remember Rick Santorum, right? They all moved on that because of that orange guy, right? Who ran against who ran for gay marriage, you know, he was for same-sex marriage as a first-time candidate, unlike that Barack Obama guy, big homophobe, that guy, remember that? Um, so you could say that's one. You could also say that Republicans, even on abortion, even on abortion are more moderate. Why could you say that? Well, here in a place, in a red state run by right-wing maniac Ron DeSantis, uh, we have a 15-week ban on abortion. That's three and a half months. That's a moderate position because that's pro a pro-life state, a conservative state saying, oh, we will compromise. We are not gonna try to outlaw abortion altogether. We're not even gonna go for six weeks or 10 weeks or 12 weeks, which I would be okay with. They're saying three and a half freaking months and it passed just six weeks ago and it goes into effect in July. That's a moderate Republican position. What's the Democrat position on abortion? Well, uh, just last week, every single Democrat in the House voted that there should be no limits on abortion ever. Yes, eight month abortions, eight month abortions. So who is more moderate? The people that want to rip eight month babies out of the womb and murder them, or the people who are saying 15 week abortions on top of gay marriage. And we could do a whole bunch more on this stuff. I think you got my point. Guys, it's Monday. And that means that it's Meme Monday over at rubinreport.locals.com. Here's the meme that I put up today. Uh, That is AOC, and if you didn't hear it, this poor man that's next to her, that is her soon-to-be husband. They are getting married, that little soy boy right there. And I thought this was just perfect. Uh, They will be pregnant soon enough. Obviously, he will be the pregnant one, and there will be a little baby Karl Marx coming out of his womb, because men can give birth, and in this case, they will give birth to horrific communists. Uh, Let's get some comments from the locals' community. Amy says, ah, Hollywood, the place where dreams come true as long as it's a dream of homelessness and heroin. I mean, I'm not kidding. I took 20 videos like that. Michael, were you sick of me singing the Hollywood song by the end? He could not stand the Hollywood. Hollywood. Da, 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 da. Phoenix likes the song. You like the song. You're from Hollywood, so it has more meaning to you. Um, it was just disgusting. What an absolute dump. Never go to Santa Monica again. It's 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 just horrible. It's just, even to go to Bubba Gump Trim. I didn't go in, but I just wanted to see Bubba Gump Trim. I enjoyed the Forest Gump. And it was just like, it's just filth everywhere and drugs and it smelled. We took the the picture out. We were gonna include a picture of the show at the hotel I stayed at. There was a huge warning outside the pool uh, that if you had diarrhea, they didn't want you in the pool. And it's like, who's going into a pool with diarrhea? But there, they have to tell you about it. Harris says, if you're still a Democrat, you are being manipulated or worse, you're a manipulator. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Like a huge swath of people. If you're still a Democrat at this point, if you still think that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and AOC, if you still think these are the good guys, then you're either completely manipulated, in which case there's some work. Maybe we can get some of you guys, right? I was once there, uh, as I just said, I was on the road. i met a lot of people who said they were former lefties. Like, you can, you can get there. But then, or you're the manipulator. I like that because then there's the set of people who are the manipulators. And why would you be a manipulator for the Democrats? It means you like power. That is the only thing they stand for. They stand for more money, more power, more control over you. And guess what? They're going to bring back lockdowns and they're going to close your businesses again. And they're trying to get us into a war in Ukraine. I mean, they're trying to escalate the war. Even New York Times this past weekend ran an op-ed by Mitt Romney basically saying, yeah, nukes are coming. Like these, and he's a Democrat as far as I'm concerned. We got to get rid of these people. We just got to get rid of them. Anya says, I gave the tickets to my friends in San Jose and they absolutely loved the show. They had the VIP tickets and they got a hug. Wait, so you didn't come to the show? What happened there, Anya? Did you not come? Did you, are you busy? What's going on? Maybe you were cleaning up the streets because San Jose is a dump. Uh, But the show was amazing. It was really my favorite show. Can we show that theater again, Connor? Can you pull that that, uh, San Jose theater up again? for just one second before we close out. Uh, every show, as I said, was sold out. This is, this is the uh, San Jose Improv. It's just an awesome, you know, comedy clubs usually don't look like theaters like this. They're usually one level. So it was just an awesome, awesome room. Douglas Murray opened for me. And we have video, by the way, of that. And I think we're gonna put together a little, a little stand up special uh, that we're gonna probably work around the Orlando show that we're doing with Ron DeSantis, which by the way is on June 2nd in Orlando. You can get tickets at DaveRubin.com slash events. There's a couple seats left. Uh, if you'd like to join me and the governor and perhaps future president of the United States, I, I, I don't know. I what, what do you think I have some kind of insider knowledge? I have no idea. Uh, guys, my full interview uh, with Jack Carr is up right now. You can get the full thing on YouTube, Rumble, or on Locals. And uh, we've got a cold close for you. And I just want to say it's been good being back here. I missed you guys. I'm, I know you missed me. Uh, and uh, we're going to win. We're going to save the world. and then uh, And then we'll rest. How does that sound for a Monday? So I will see you tomorrow. Thank you Thank you guys for tuning into the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.